listening to You School Counselor Podcast. Today on the podcast, we bring to you the audio version of Susie and Gavin's post-high school career and planning night. There is a YouTube link for this evening, so you can see the, if you need to see the visual. There were several guests, some laughs, and as we have been trying to do, we're happy to present the evening in audio format here in the podcast. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Good evening, everyone, and welcome um, to the um, panel tonight. We're, we're thrilled to have you here, and um, on behalf of CBU, we'd like to welcome you to um, this evening's panel. Um, I'll start by introducing myself. My name is Susie Moakley. I am one of the school counselors at CBU, and my colleague Gavin is here as well. Gavin, you want to say hi? Yes, I do. And I do believe that there is a little bit of a delay between the YouTube video and this. So I just want to say hello. Thank you for joining us. My name is Gavin Vonsalidis, and I'm one of the school counselors here at CBU. I'm going to... Okay. So um, thanks again, everybody, for coming. We're really uh, thrilled to have our esteemed panelists here tonight to talk about um, post-high school training and careers a very important topic for our young Vermonters. And um, we will start by having them each introduce themselves and their organizations. So I'm just gonna call you each, you each and you can um, do that now. So Tom, you wanna start? Sure, good evening, everybody. I'm Tom Cheney and I'm the Executive Director of Advanced Vermont. And our mission is to ensure that every Vermonter sees I think we're losing Tom, so Susie, you may want to move on. Okay, we'll move on. We have a little practical difficulty, so we're going to move on. Ruth? Pathway that helps them. Hi, I'm Ruth Durkee, and I'm the State Director of Career Technical Education at the Vermont Agency of Education, and I've worked in career technical education in Vermont for over 20 years, so I'm excited to be with you this evening. Thank you, Ruth. Lily? Hi, I'm Lily Lukasevich. I'm currently a Carpenter's Apprentice at Lewis Creek Builders, and I also went through the Vermont Works for Women Trailblazers program, uh, which helps to put women and non-binary folks into the career workforces to sort of help support themselves moving forward. Thank you, Lily. Michael. Uh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, Michael Keogh. I'm the Director of Business Engagement Workforce Development at the Community College of Vermont. Uh, so my role is really to work with businesses across the state, uh, really better understand what their needs are uh, from hiring needs to upskilling needs, et cetera. And then me and the workforce development team uh, develop and deploy programs to help support businesses and to help uh, Vermonters find um, these, uh, these jobs in high wage, high growth careers. Thank you for the introductions. So the format for tonight is we are going to ask, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the panelists six questions and Gavin will be monitoring the um, YouTube chat function. So I would like to encourage the audience to please feel free to chime in with a question on the chat function and Gavin will chime in as appropriate to um, give um, you a chance to get those questions answered. So I'm gonna start um, with the first question and um, one of our panelists can jump right in. Um, why should I consider pursuing education and training after high school? I'm happy to start with that one. Um, you know, there's a couple reasons, and it can really be boiled down this way. Uh, your future depends on it, and so does the state's. Um, and so I'll take the last part first. You know, you're part of something big. Okay, so the state has a goal that by 2025, which is coming right up, 70% of Vermonters will have some sort of education and training uh, after high school. Um, that brings value to them in their careers. And that's not just a random number. Uh, it's actually based on the needs of employers right here in Vermont. Uh, so simply put, you know, they really need the skills that are developed only if you continue your learning after high school. Um, and as you consider those steps, um, consider that you're entering Vermont's workforce, right? Uh, you'll be powering our state and our economy and your success is our success. So there's that. 
But as an individual, it's also really important, right? And three reasons I think about it. One is pursuing education and training after high school. It's an investment in yourself um, and in your dreams. And it quite literally allows you to define your own success. And then number two is that it also grants you access to all sorts of job opportunities. And we'll be talking about that tonight, I'm sure. Um, and all of the most promising jobs in the state, so these are the most high pay, high demand jobs in the state, they require some form of education and training. And 72% of those require a piece of paper. So some sort of educational credential. Um, it could be a certificate, an apprenticeship degree. Uh, and then finally, you know, more education means more wages, right? And, and that's of course really important to you as an individual, to your future family, to, to your future dreams. Um, so that's what I would say. Thanks, Tom. If I could jump in, I would say um, one thing I think that's really awesome is that uh, considering the term like education and training is that there's so many different kinds of education available after you leave high school. And so it's not all sitting on a desk in front of a screen or sitting in a classroom. Um, you know, specifically the trades are a really awesome way to still continue an education. After high school, I took a bit of a break and just went into like the workforce doing food service. And I found that I missed like learning. I wasn't learning anything, but I also had no desire to sit in a classroom. So I found that the trades were really awesome for me because every day was different and I was still sort of active and engaged. And I felt like I was bettering myself without feeling like, oh, gee, I have to, I have to go to college and get this degree, or I have to sit through a class and do this, that, or the other. So it's just, it's fun really exploring the different ways that you can continue learning and continue bettering yourself. Uh, there's so many more avenues than just, you know, going to college or just straight entering the workforce. Astute point, uh, Lily and, and Tom too, it's going to be hard to follow. You know, I wanted to make sort of the economic case for uh, post-secondary education and training. Tom alluded to higher uh, earning uh, potential. The Bureau of Labor Statistics shows, and this is pretty consistent data, that people with a bachelor's degree nationally um, have wages 68% higher than that of their uh, non-degree counterparts. So real numbers, on average, we're talking about $74,000 a year versus $44,000 a year on average. Um, I'd also add networking opportunities. When you engage in any kind of post-secondary training, from an apprenticeship to a certification program to a degree, you are meeting professionals in that field. And I can't stress enough how important uh, your network is to your, uh, to your career. Uh, people do business with people that they like and trust. And, and so it's a great way to connect with other professionals. Um, I also talk about this idea of adaptability to this ever-changing job market. And so uh, a lot of data shows, and there's this varies uh, from uh, data to data, but they say by 2030, anywhere between 60 to 80% of the jobs that will exist do not currently exist. And so, um, you know, thinking about building skills is a really important piece. I took an Excel class about 20 years ago, and that one class provided so much benefit to my career. I can't even stress how this one little skill has, has translated into so much um, opportunity for me. But honestly, and uh, I think the most important reason of all is choice. If, when you, if you only have a high school diploma, there are only so many career options available to you, right? So right now, <clears throat> if you looked at the job market nationally, only one third of the job openings do not require any education beyond high school. And that uh, that um, number is shrinking each year. So without any post-secondary training, you have to choose from a very short list that's kind of handed to you. Education and training is a bridge, right? It's a way for you to help uh, or to help you take what you want to do and, and from all the options in the world and make that happen. And, and that's really the difference. That's why I think you should choose education. That's why I chose education. And it doesn't have to be a traditional degree. Uh, far from it. It needs to be you deciding what it is you want to do and then just figuring out what's the training, what are the skills I need to make that dream a reality. And so, um, and there's a growing number of these alternative post-secondary options. Apprenticeship is amazing opportunity. Uh, electrical and plumbing are um, uh, highly available highly in demand, uh, manufacturing, medical assisting. We have short-term boot camps, non-credit trainings. Uh, so the options are really limitless. They're growing and um, it's just a matter of knowing what's out there. And, uh, and I think we'll get to some more of that too.
Michael, I heard you say the word choose. And the next question I have is how does a student choose? How do they know which path is right for them? I'm gonna jump in there because I also wanted to follow up on the last question. If you're still in high school or if you have family members who still have a little time left in high school, another way to help you decide how to choose and also to get a head start on some of those opportunities that might not otherwise be available until after high school is to enroll in a career technical education center during high school. Um, career technical education centers also offer adult career technical education courses and programs that are shorter term in nature. But if you're in high school, career technical education um, can, all CTE programs in Vermont offer either a post-secondary credential of value and or college credit at no cost to students. And those range from a cosmetology license that um, if you were to do the programming um, at a at a post-secondary institution after graduation could cost over $18,000 a year and you can participate at no cost in high school to apprenticeship programs where you can get um, credit toward your first year of a registered apprenticeship while you're still in high school, sometimes two years, um, or other areas in which there are high needs in Vermont um, and you'll leave with credentials that employers will pay more for directly out of high school. And then if you want to continue, often employers in those fields will then pay for your continuing education or part of that cost, really saving you money. And you also get to try it out at no risk because if you don't like it, you're not committed forever. Yeah, and I would just say, I think that that's totally right. And such a great segue in the question that Susie just answered too. You know, CTE allows you to test, test drive, right, in high school. Um, so many opportunities to actually be on the work site or do the work in the classroom in a really, really meaningful way. Um, other ways, right? Job shadowing, interning, um, volunteering, even an entry-level job. Those are all ways that you can help just help get a little bit of a flavor of what you're interested in. You can also do some research. And so Advanced Vermont has a website called myfuturevt.org. Uh, that's myfuturevt.org. You'll probably hear me mention a couple more times before the end of this. And you can actually go on the site and do a few things, right? You can, you can discover your interests. So everyone wants to find a job that pays the bills, makes them happy. So first step you want to do is take a um, kind of a fun and short career interest quiz. And so these are quizzes you could take online. There's one on My Future VT that gives you a flavor of what your skills are. If you write those down, you can then go on the site um, to a database, the top 500 jobs in the state of Vermont, and actually filter down based on what that quiz gives you. Um, so if you like to work with your hands, you filter down to the jobs that are great for working with your hands and take a look at them and, and figure out what may be of interest to you. Uh, and then you can also kind of get a flavor from that, that section of our website, of what the education and training is required, uh, and then dive deeper into that as well. That Yeah, that's a really good point. I think additionally, um sort of similar to what Michael was talking about with the uh, networking, sort of how to make a choice. Uh, when you enter into any sort of a, a technical trade, there's so much networking that's involved that you don't ever really feel backed into one corner. Um, so I'm doing a general carpentry internship, uh, or sorry, apprenticeship currently, but I know tons of people who are doing cabinet making and timber framing. And you know we have painters and plumbers and electricians who all work with us and have really good working relationships. So if I were to, you know, I'm about two years into it now, if I were in a year to say, hey, you know, this is great, but I think I want to try something else. I think I want to try cabinetry or I think I want to try, you know, trim and interior work. There's so many awesome networking opportunities within sort of the larger umbrella um, of either, you know, trades or other uh, different careers that it's really fun to pick just one thing and know that there's so many other doors that will be available should you, you know, change your mind. Like you said, you're not making a choice for forever. It doesn't have to be forever. It can just be for now. But that for now can lead you to more stepping stones and just open up so many different doors that like you may not even have known that, you know, something was a, a really cool career until you meet somebody who works with somebody who works with you. And those those relationships are really fun to make and grow. I'm glad you brought that up, Lily, because I was that's really that was the same point that I wanted to make and I was afraid to make it. But don't feel pressured to make a, a single decision on a single career path. Um, I have done lots of things. I was in banking. I was also a boxer. 
during, and, and, and then I went into higher ed. You can create different paths for yourself. And it just depends on what you want to do and what you feel like that next step is. But if you're in that exploratory phase and you're just trying to better understand what are the options within this field, uh, for instance, I might want to be in a helping field like healthcare, but the sight of blood makes me pass out. I don't even know what my phlebotomist looks like. Every time she draws my blood, I have to look at the picture of the squirrel on the wall so I can just avoid watching that happen. And so what are the other options for me in healthcare? So we have uh, launched a new career pathway entry program, shameless plug. Uh, it will start this summer and it's a six week program where we combine one college course. You get three college credits. You get one or more industry recognized credentials. But you also get four weeks of job shadows with multiple employers, multiple positions, and not just entry-level positions, but aspirational positions that you can work toward. There, We're also offering a $560 paid stipend. So the course is paid for, you get paid, and you get to explore a variety of uh, positions within a particular industry sector. And so we're focused heavily on healthcare because it represents 12 or more percent of the jobs in Vermont. We're also focused on manufacturing, IT, and human services. So if you know generally you'd like to be in one of those fields, that could be a good option for you post-graduation to explore a few jobs within the local region in that industry. I'll just tack on to the end of that too, that um, I know like when I was sort of entering the job force, I worried that if I didn't really pick anything that I wouldn't be like working towards something or what if it's not really what I want to do is that wasted time. And the great thing about when you do get out into job force is that there's so many transferable skills um, that you don't ever want to worry that just because you want to explore something, it's not time wasted. It's absolutely, you're gaining skills, you're gaining experience, you're making different business relationships. Um, so just don't be afraid to like explore different things. Don't worry about being backed into a corner because even if you end up, you know, boxing one day and doing something else the other day, I'm sure there's networking and transferable skills and communication and teamwork that you, you gain through that. And so it's never time wasted. It's always, you can always work towards something else. Even if it's in a different direction, you're still moving forward. So I'm wondering if our panelists can now talk about um, the the landscape in Vermont and nationally. What are the high demand jobs right now in Vermont and looking a little towards the future? And and then nationally, what what do you see in terms of the landscape in terms of high demand jobs um, for for our young people? I, either you or me, Mike, but I, I'm happy to start it off. You know. If, if you're not familiar with this list, the McClure Foundation has um, a great list. I think it's 54 of the most promising jobs in the state of Vermont. And we also have it on MyFutureVT in our careers database. Uh, but they, these are incredible jobs that pay uh, $22.55 or more an hour, uh, which is about a $47,000 uh, uh, salary, annual salary. Each of these jobs has 500 openings uh, or more. Uh, over the course of the next, um, that's probably eight or so years at this point. Uh, and it's from teachers to computer systems administrators, carpenters to accountants. Um, together, all of these careers have 81,650 openings over the next 10 years. The top four jobs, we need almost 5,000 registered nurses. We need uh, almost 8,000 teachers and special educators, almost another 5,000 carpenters, over 5,000 bookkeepers and accounting clerks. So those are the top four jobs in the state uh, that we need over the next decade. And then there's, you know, 50 more uh, that are really, really essential and, and needed. I think Mike Michael has a really good sense of the, the national landscape as well. And I bet can speak to that a little bit better, but I think it's generally the same, right? I think a lot of the needs that you're going to see in Vermont are going to be mirrored across the country. Um, if there's a natural resource uh, in another another state versus here, of course, there may be uh, more of a demand there. But generally speaking, uh, a lot of the jobs we need here, especially in kind of this service sector education, um, we're going to need those everywhere. 
Yeah, Tom, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to add much uh, beyond that. I think you really hit it on the head. You're right. Uh, what is in demand now here in Vermont mirrors that really nationally. Uh, there is going to be increasing need for healthcare providers. We have an aging population. Uh, and I would highlight that those nurses, not only are they in demand, but they are being paid premium wages. We're seeing anywhere from sixty dollars to $120,000 a year um, for local uh, RNs. Uh, that's not including the opportunity for the traveling nurse uh, who's usually starting at $60, $70 an hour. So if you're looking to travel, that could be a really nice option for you too. Uh, the tech sector is only going to continue to grow. Um, so we have uh, advances in AI and machine learning. Uh, a lot of those new jobs that I referenced will likely be in that space. We're launching a new boot camp uh, late spring next year in machine learning and AI. Um, but I think broadly what I could add here is really thinking about uh, those skill sets. Lily hit it on the head too, talking about those transferable skills uh, from technology and leadership and problem solving um, data science, these are skills that can be applied to a variety of industries. So, um, yeah, I would really think about those skills. Um, and, and to add to what Tom and Michael have said, um, I think, and to go back to career technical education, all of those um, careers that they've highlighted, you can start in career technical education in high school, or you can take advantage of programs offered by Vermont Works for Women or by CCV or by your regional technical center's adult career tech ed program. There are many ways to do this. Um, but I also wanted to highlight just a few things that I think are unique to Chittenden County in Vermont that you may not know about as options at your regional technical centers. And one of those is that Burlington Technical Center has a program where you can become an, FA an FAA certified aviation aircraft mechanic. And that you can do in two years in high school and one year after high school, or if you've missed the opportunity in high school, you can do an accelerated program and then do it in two years after high school. And the median starting pay for a certified aircraft technician is about $53,000 a year. That's starting pay. So two years in high school and one year after or two years after high school. Um, for many of those health sciences careers, if you get a start in high school or an adult CTE program or in one of the programs that CCV offers, you can earn that first credential of value, that first industry credential, get a job that pays your bills at a good wage, and your employer will pay for your continuing education, or you'll be able to um, make informed decisions about what else you wanna study and what skills you wanna build. So currently um, at Burlington Technical Center, you can become certified as an emergency medical technician. Um, at Burlington and Essex both, you can become certified as a phlebotomist. Um, Essex offers medical certification um, medical assistant certification. So if you're not as good with blood, but you're good at all those other support roles, there are all kinds of opportunities. And you can also become a licensed nursing assistant through Burlington Technical Center and many local employers. If you come with that credential, they'll train you then for additional opportunities. And you can do those while um, having good wages to start right out of high school. So there are lots of good options. Um, and just one more is the whole design, engineering, and fabrication things, otherwise sometimes talked about as manufacturing. Um, both Burlington and Essex Technical Centers have really strong programming in this area and worth exploring. And I think it's important to think about the diversity of what manufacturing really is. Chittenden County has tremendous manufacturing job opportunities, but so do other parts of the state. And um, those would include things from working at Darn Tough Socks to working at Global Foundry. So there's a wide, wide range out there. Great. Thank you. And we have our first question. Um, and it is, are there any programs in Vermont that are about art or animation? Yes. And I can talk for the career tech ed piece. And then I know CCV has some great options as well. So um, if you both Burlington and Essex Technical Centers have strong programming in these areas, and both are good options for students who are looking to go directly into the workforce or to go on to um, uh, college and get a degree. Um, and so I would encourage you to check those out. The Burlington program offers considerable dual enrollment college credits that students can earn while in high school. Essex has some really great um, graphic design and um, other program opportunities so students can earn credentials 
and college credits and be prepared. So both of those centers have great opportunities and both of them have pathways that go on to other colleges and universities in Vermont, including CCV. So I'll let Michael take it from there. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Ruth. Yeah, this is a great uh, career field. It's growing, certainly in demand. At CCV, we have an associate degree in design and media studies, but um, in the in the shorter term, uh, we have certificate programs in digital marketing, also uh, a growing field, digital media production, graphic design, media communication, studio art, if you're into sort of that side of things. Uh, but we also have much even shorter term credentials in digital marketing and, dig and and some 21st century skills badges that you can earn. And so I think what we're hearing a lot is thinking about this pathway, right? How do I start small, get some core skills and build and grow, get some entry level positions, start getting wages and then grow my career while I'm growing um, my sort of academic underpinnings and, and building new skills and earning higher level uh, credentials. So I would encourage you, if you just want to learn more about any of those programs, you can just go to ccv.edu and, uh, and type in uh, art and uh, media design. And I'll just add, uh, there's a great school um, called the Center for Cartoon Studies uh, down in the southern part of the state. Uh, all sorts of great programs there worth looking into. Uh, and also, I just this may be a great opportunity for me to just let you know one feature of myfuturevt.org, which is where you can actually go and search the education and training programs in the state of Vermont. We're adding more to them uh, every uh, day, it feels like. Um, it doesn't have every education training program in the state, but it has many, many, many of them, hundreds and hundreds. So you can go into myfuturevt.org, find education and training, and then uh, the section that says search Vermont programs. And then there's a whole database of nearly 500 education training programs with, like I said, more added. Uh, and you can do a search similar to what um, Mike was talking about being able also to do on the CCV site where you can actually search a term and see what comes up. Thank you, Tom. And um, I will just say that we will be providing plenty of information in January about the area career technical education programs available to um, our high school students. Um, all of those technical centers will be visiting CVU. Students will have the opportunity to go visit programs um, at both of those schools, Burlington and Essex. So um, more information to come in that area. And Tom, I really appreciate you bringing up the Advanced Vermont database because there seems to be so much opportunity for students and so much they can learn about. And I'm wondering, sometimes it's almost paralyzing, like where do they start? Like they, they say, oh, I wanna be, I'm a senior in high school and I wanna be an electrician. and where do I go? Where do I go and learn about how to be an electrician? So I'm wondering if you can, somebody on the panel um, or more of you on the panel can talk about how to get started with finding information when sometimes it seems like there's so much, where do I begin? And Tom, your website is a perfect start. Yeah, yeah. so I can just start there and just I'll just reiterate that you just myfuturevt.org and not only can you go search the education and training programs, but you can also, and I'm hoping Lily's about to also talk about this a little bit, some of these pathways. Uh, what, what we think is so important is that we can share with Vermonters that it's not college or, or work, right? There are so many different education and training pathways that are out there, as we've mentioned a couple of times so far tonight, where you can, you know, learn uh, really valuable skills that have direct application to the, the job that you would like. Often they're short-term, sometimes they pay if it's an apprenticeship, or maybe you're working with an employer who's sponsoring your education. Uh, there's so many ways to get the skills that you need. Uh, if you visit My Future VT, you can get some in, kind of an in-depth and, and higher level sense of what those pathways are, um, and then search what, what it's available in Vermont, like I mentioned before. Um, but, you know, Lily has such a great story about how she kind of found her way. I'd love, love for you to uh, explain that, especially because especially I interrupted you. Yeah, totally fine. Absolutely. Um, so I got my start in carpentry through an organization called Vermont Works for Women. Uh, they're based, I want to say, out of Winooski. Um, and they offer a multitude of different training programs. They offer programs for high school, uh, for middle school students, uh, as, well for, as well as for adults. Um, there's often a couple different ones a year. The one I went through is called the Trailblazers Program. It's for adults. Uh, looking to sort of uh, get themselves into 
a sort of technical career technical career field to help support themselves and use it as a as a um and like main source of income i guess um and so when i went into the program it was about a month of classroom learning that i did while i uh, uh was still in my other job and then a month of internship that was really exciting uh you were talking previously about internships uh, and there was a stipend available, so I did get pay. I didn't miss out on a lot of pay. And I got to do a whole bunch of different things. I got to work in a wood shop, and I got to work doing foundations, and I got to put windows in and, and help with roofing. Um, so I got my hands dirty in a bunch of different areas that really helped me figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and then when I was done with that program, I was able to go back to Vermont Works for Women and say, yes, this is what I want to do. And they helped me find a job in the trades. They have really awesome sort of that networking again. They have really awesome resources and just lists of employers who are specifically looking to help the younger generation become the workforce. You know, it is really hard to get into something having no experience, but that doesn't mean there's nobody out there who will is willing to train you. Um, a lot of really awesome organizations have these lists of employers and they have these relationships where they can say, hey, you know, I went through a two month training program. I've got some good stuff in my tool belt, metaphorically and physically. Um, and, you know, they were able to introduce me to a whole bunch of different employers who are really ready and willing to take on an apprentice or an entry level worker and work with them and help them gain those skills. So if I could offer any piece of uh, advice for getting into these fields as somebody who has limited to no background in them is find an organization as a jumping off point. Find either a training center or an organization, or even just if you know someone and do some own networking on your own, because that little bit of credibility, the, the certification, I had my OSHA 10, which was just a 10 hour safety training. Even just having that, you know, you go to someone and say, hey, look, I have no experience, but I have my safety training. I have basic construction math knowledge. You're able to sort of show, a, you know, I have these at least. Um, makes you a much more attractive candidate in the job searching field. Um, so really using these organizations to boost yourself in the job market. And they're looking, they want students, they want to help people get into these fields. That's why these organizations exist, is to get people into these work fields. Um, and they're really excited and, and willing to do it. Yeah, when I was thinking about this question, I felt like I was talking to my 16-year-old self saying, Mike, you know what you should do? And I didn't do it then. And I think back how much better off I would have been, especially early in my career, had I put myself out there. And that's what we're talking about. It, you have to kind of put yourself out there. There are uh, a lot of opportunities, dual enrollment and fast forward, the opportunity for you to take courses now. Um, while you're in high school and earn both college credit and high school credit. What an amazing opportunity. Those entry-level courses are great ways to kind of explore and get some foundational knowledge, learn more about the industry, see if it's a good fit. Um, I'm only a couple of classes away from a degree in accounting. That was how close I was to becoming an accountant before I realized I didn't want to become an accountant. I could have taken that class in high school and realized early that may not have been a great path for me. Uh, but networking, such an amazing, as Lily mentioned, employers more and more want to see young people uh, that have interest and have the confidence to go out and and and, and get what they want. And so, um, but that doesn't mean the old stodgy chamber of commerce uh, meetings. Uh, there are a growing number of young professional groups throughout the state uh, in Burlington. There's something called the Burlington Young Professionals. And this is a group of young professionals in all sorts of industries that want to support one another and want to help the next generation build up. And, and, and so it's just a great networking opportunity. You don't have to know what you want. You just have to go in and meet some people and build some connections. So I think that's a great opportunity. I'd also highlight the Department of labor um, offers a lot of really great resources. And they have dedicated youth employment advisors or youth employment counselors. I'm used to getting their name wrong. Uh, but they have counselors that are focused on helping youth identify uh, career options and, and making those connections. That may include pre-apprenticeship opportunities and, and, and other apprenticeship opportunities. So um, so you just got to kind of put yourself out there and, and, and uh, the rest will probably take care of itself. And I would just conclude with, it is okay, Ruth, to just say, uh, it feels overwhelming, and it and it and it, and that's right. I mean, it should feel a little uncomfortable to be thinking about these next steps, things you haven't done before. But there are so many people 
around you willing to help. Um, you may not know who they are, uh, but and to to the point around networking, that's really important. And I think about it in this way because networking can feel to me sometimes a little intimidating. Um, it doesn't have to be that way if you go into it and think, you know what, everybody kind of likes to talk about themselves, right? So ask people about their pathway. Ask people about how they got where they are. And chances are nine out of 10 folks are going to say, oh yeah, I did this and I did that. And what are you interested in? And it'll, it'll I think, really foster a nice conversation. I just wanted to add two things. And one of those is I was going to echo what was said about the Department of Labor. They have very helpful resources. And in addition, if you're one of those people who's now a senior in high school and you didn't take advantage of Career Tech Ed, but you've seen that there's a certification that might be offered through adult Career Tech Ed or through other opportunities, the Department of Labor may have grant funds available to help pay for that cost while you're still in high school or after you graduate from high school, worth exploring. Um, and I also think that one of the things we all know about is perhaps that Vermont Student Assistance Corporation, BSAC, really helps with financial aid if you're going on to a college program, but they also have great staff who are there to help you as you graduate from high school and you're looking at non-degree programs, but programs that provide that additional training. And I worked in adult career technical education um, for 15 years in regional technical centers. And the number of high school graduates that VSAC helped explore what the options were and helped them find ways to pay for it um, really changed lives um, in the folks we worked with those over those years. So they're another great resource. And I think that, that the work they do in programs that aren't traditional college degree programs is something that we may not all know about. Mike, uh you mentioned um, a CCV week summer program in health careers and possibly manufacturing as well. And a question from someone in the audience is, is there um, a link to more information about that summer program? Boy, my shameless plug paid off, huh? Um, so uh, not yet, but there will be. Uh, we're in the development phase. We should have uh, marketing and uh, links available by early February. The program itself will start early July. So, uh, so you know, uh, I would say you can look at our website uh, in late January, early February, and those will be live. And then I obviously will follow up with you, Susie, Gavin, um, and others to let you know, and maybe we can push that information out to the larger network. Yeah, and actually what I was going to suggest is um, I've been um, making a Google Doc of resources and websites um, that you've all have mentioned. So maybe we just share that amongst ourselves and then we can share that in addition to this um, video that's being recorded so that people have those resources and information. And thanks for your question as well. Mike, I was going to ask, is that um, are, are you going to be, is CCV going to be doing the access days again um, in the spring in terms of providing information around opportunities like the one in the summer? Yeah, so uh, we have a long history of offering what we're called access days. And it's a way for high school students to get a taste or a feel for a college class. Uh, but more recently, we've been offering employer access days. Same concept, we bring high school students together. And what, they, what we've done, we did this last year, we brought Beta Technologies and Husky uh, to local manufacturers to the region to meet with high schoolers to learn about the entry-level jobs, the career pathways that exist, um, how to build planes, uh, some, you know, I kid, but, uh, but the, the, the wages. But they also heard from CCV about the trainings and certifications they can earn through dual enrollment while they're in high school to prepare for entry-level positions at these, um, at these, or, at these uh, manufacturers, and including apprenticeship. So yes, we will do more of these employer access days. We're working with our secondary department to plan those. So more to come on that, but it would be a great way for us to learn more about that particular program because the employers that will be in that career pathway program will also be the employers in those, in those access days. Thank you. And uh, CBU is, is hoping to provide some transportation to our students to those days. So more to come from our end as well. Um, Another question, I'm, coming off, I'm going off script a little bit here. Um, I'm wondering if you can speak to the students in the audience who maybe had a hard time um, in high school, like they couldn't really find their groove, um, they didn't really find engagement, a um, little stuck, and now they're getting towards the end of high school and they're 
they're, they're maybe wondering what's next um, and, and wondering if they can do it based on, you know, the lack of engagement or lack of interest they found in, in, in high school, which happens, you know, to some students. Well, I'll just share that. That was me. Um, academically, I struggled a lot in high school and uh, this is, this is recorded, right? Uh, I failed out of college my first semester and I came back and I failed out again. And so I had determined that college, while uh, you know, a second generation American, my family was like, you're gonna be the first one to go to college. And so there was a lot of pressure to be that person, but it just didn't seem like it was in the, the cards for me. And so I went into the workforce and I explored. And that was when I found uh, banking and I found boxing and I found these other paths. Um, but ultimately, I found my way back to education, mainly for greater career opportunities. I saw that I was starting to get limited in these other fields. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I enjoyed boxing, but I wasn't that great at it. And I was starting to get a little punchy. So um, so I decided to go back to school and do some more exploration. But I, but while I went back to school for greater career opportunities, uh, what I left with was a much better sense of who I was as a person, as an individual in my community, the world around me, how I affect change. That wasn't going to bring me back in, but it, it was a it was a big piece of why uh, what I left with and and why I work in higher ed now. My point is 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 education doesn't have to be a, a barrier and it doesn't have to be your end goal. Um, I think once you find uh, something that you're passionate about. Uh, you will want to learn more about it. And so, and and I would say the other big piece for me was being able to apply what I was learning. This was a big piece for me. So um, when I was in high school, everything was theoretical. Um, I was learning math without any way to apply it. Uh, you hear the word trigonometry and you start to shiver, uh, but then you start framing a house and you're like, wait a second, this makes sense. And so, you know, doing that exploration piece, getting getting in the workforce, and, and and just playing around, discovering what you want to do, uh, you'll find, I, I, I fervently believe you'll find what you want to do and, and education is a great way to sort of dig deeper. Yeah, I'll jump off of that. Um, I sort of found my way to the trades, um, sort of unintentionally, actually. I, through high school, I was a member of 4-H and I really enjoyed farming and farm work. But I wasn't sure it was going to be necessarily a sustainable career for me. I didn't have a ton of opportunities in my area. So when I sort of left that and then came back to what am I going to do, I thought, well, gee, I can do a 10 hour day outside and I have no interest in working a desk job. That feels like just something I couldn't do. I need to be moving and creating. And so I was able to sort of take that jumping off point of, well, I know I can lift heavy things and I know I can spend a day outside in the sun and I know I can bundle up in the winter and say, well, what careers are available to me where I can I can do that? And so carpentry happened to be one of those uh, different pathways. So Sometimes it's not exactly what you want, but if you look at sort of different aspects of things that you enjoy, like working outside, working with your hands, uh, you know, even talking to people, um, if you if you have really great interpersonal skills or if you really don't want to deal with people, then there's jobs for that, too, where there's not a ton of face to face interaction. Um, and then, Michael, you were talking a bit about um, sort of, you know, math and all that stuff that you have to deal with in high school and what i will offer is that while trigonometry is terrifying and i don't deal with it a whole lot the overarching feeling in high school is like i'm not going to need any of this and the reality is that it's just a foundation you're not necessarily going to go back and pick out all the different things you need in your day-to-day -day job in the workforce but once you sort of find where you want to be the important things will present themselves and you'll be you'll be channeled through that. And so, you know, it's 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 all just going to fall into place, sort of like you were saying, it's all going to work out. Um, but definitely don't let a disinterest in something in high school steer you away from something that's really interesting. I love carpentry. I don't love math. It takes me a while to figure it out, but I've got really great coworkers and I say like, just give me a minute to wrap my brain around it. And they do, and they help me out and I'm able to get on. And then I feel really proud and really accomplished once I'm able to actually figure it out. So definitely don't let that dissuade you at all. I'm just going to add that I think from, and I'm speaking now, I think from having worked in career technical education centers for 15 years, at least half of the students who came to any career technical education center in any given year 
probably were that student who in high school wasn't sure how any of the things they were doing in some of their traditional high school classes was going to help them in their future. And then they got to career tech ed. And the thing I still hear from students is they feel differently about themselves as learners when they figure out the things that really are interested to them. And they're in a room with other people who are also interested in that, right? So finding the things that that you like, that you can do that are that are concrete and learning with others who are also exploring those things makes a huge difference. In high school, we have so many things we have to take to graduate. And some of us are good students and do that well. And some of us, that's not our thing. And that's okay because the real world isn't going to ask you to do that very often. So I think finding those opportunities to do that. Um, my personal um, story is that my brother is a music supervisor in Hollywood. He does the whole music production for lots of movies. You'd see his name in the credits if you look for some of them. But he was the student who in high school did well if he liked the course and he did terrible if he didn't. And he's going to not, if he watches this, he'll argue with me, but I remember well. But, you know, some of those skills he uses today only were relevant to him when he saw how it was going to act in his in, in, in the product he wanted to do. And in his case, that's movies. But in other cases, it's building or it's something else or it's helping people. So the fact that something may not have worked in high school doesn't mean you won't be good at it in the real world after graduation. And I would just add to all this wonderful everything that was said is you will find your pathway. There is an education and training pathway that works for you. There just is. Um, I can almost guarantee it, right? Uh, there's something that will work for you because there's so many different options and across the country, but right here in Vermont. Um, and uh, I think to Lily's point, if you, when you find your pathway, you'll find your people. And, you know, I know that from my experience, um, you know, I was in college and I, I went away for a while to, to a place where a bunch of people that liked the same stuff that I liked in the same major that I had. And I just remember feeling like, oh, these are my people. And you get on the workforce and you're surrounded by your people because you're doing uh, what you love. So you'll find your pathway and you'll find your people um, and uh, the rest will work out from there. Thank you. Gavin, how are we doing? Do we have any questions coming in? Uh, not yet. Those are the two questions so far. Okay. I'm going to keep going. I have a couple more. Um, one thing I'm wondering is, um, what is, where do you start? Like what, what would be the first thing you would do for somebody who said, I just, I want to get started on this. I really want to learn more about myself and I want to le learn more about my opportunities. What would be a recommendation for where, where to begin that journey? I'm going to beat Tom to it. Advancedvermont.org. Um, yeah. <laughs> but genuinely, just pull up a list. There's so many things that you don't even realize are a career or are somewhere that you can explore and develop your skills that just think about what you would be happy doing day to day and think about the things that you do currently that are really enjoyable for you. If you have a part-time job, do you like talking with people? Do you like helping people? Do you like building things? Is it important for you to you know, have some physical representation representation of what you've done at the end of the day? Is that important to you to see your progress? Or are you comfortable having long-term success? And is that really gratifying to you? Think about all those different aspects of things you really enjoy, even now in your day-to-day -day life. And then look through a list and say, hey, like that, that could work. Um, there's just so many awesome lists that, you know, and then talk to other people, you know, go find random adults and ask them what they do. Um, you'll be surprised. There are some crazy things out there that absolutely can be a career that you never would have thought could have been. And I'm going to jump in before Ruth does and say CTE. Uh, it is it is so essential. Um, and and I think Ruth mentioned it before, but there, there are opportunities, um, many opportunities to even get education and training credit right before you leave high school. So if you're in a technical education um, center, you will be able to walk away with a piece of paper that, that gives you value in the labor market as soon as you walk across that graduation stage, right? So you can, you can preparing for that career in so many different ways. You're getting the experience as well as actually earning credentials. There's dual enrollment that was mentioned earlier, right? Get a head start if you're thinking about going to college. 
early college, there's a program through the McClure Foundation uh, and through CCV. Now I'm stealing Mike's thunder, but you can go to early college through CCV and one year after you have an associate degree for free, no matter your income level, uh, by going through the early college promise Um the, the McClure Free Degree Promise is actually what it's called uh, through CCV and the McClure Foundation. Um, Ruth can speak better than I can to fast forward, which is a way to earn uh, college credit as part of your CTE program. So that's also really getting in deep uh, while you're in school. Uh, there's work-based learning opportunities. Uh, you know, There's uh, check with folks within your school to help you get connected to those. Um, and think about volunteering. Think about uh, doing the networking that we talked about before. I'll just, Tom said it all about career tech ed, but but your regional technical centers are always welcome, are, you're, always have opportunities for you to visit. I would say whatever you choose to do, you have the right to ask to, to see what it's like. You have the right to go and visit and really immerse yourself before you make a decision and, and take advantage of that opportunity. And I'm also gonna echo what Lily said, ask people what they do and why. I do that now because of, my job, but I don't, I go all kinds of places and I say, what do you do? How did you get to do it? And often the pathway people have taken to get where they are is fascinating and may not be anything any of us were told to think about as a pathway. So ask those questions. Um, you'll, the stories you'll hear will be interesting. So if you think somebody's doing something that's a little interesting, they're not going to be upset if you ask them how they ended up doing what they're doing or what they might recommend to you. It looks like there's a there was a question about dual enrollment and early college and maybe just what the difference was. Am I reading that right? Um, so so effectively, uh, here's the difference. So dual enrollment is a funded program that allows anyone in high school in Vermont to take up to two college classes at no cost. And so I think that's a great opportunity for everyone. Uh, fast forward is effectively the same kind of model for tech ed students and you can take up to four limited. sorry but not limited you can have you can take up to um two classes per semester sometimes more so that can be up to eight classes over the course of a cte program right yes yes it, it's yeah expanded. so it's cool <laughs> it's amazing and then uh something i really wish i had um when i was uh coming out of uh of high school was early college. And so early college allows, um, so very specifically students from high school classes from 2023 to 2026, um, you can take your senior year and become a full-time student taking up to 15 college credits, so 12 to 15 credits per semester. Uh, and you'll do that for that last year for those two semesters. And um, anyone from those classes who complete at least 20 credits successfully, that's to say you get a C minus or above, um, you are eligible for what's called the McClure Free Degree Promise. And that pays tuition, all of the fees, um, and between a $500 and $1,000 per semester stipend um, to complete your associate degree. So um, it's a great opportunity. I would definitely encourage you to, uh, again, to go to ccb.edu and. Uh, and, and search for that. And I just want to add, if you're thinking, I don't want to take any college credit courses, that's okay. And that goes back to some of those other opportunities Lily's talked about, Tom's talked about, um, but also that are available again in Career Tech Ed. But, you know, some of those industry recognized credentials and certifications that you can get don't require you to do college coursework, but do come with other opportunities to earn and show a credential that's portable to other states, that has value, that starts you out at a higher wage in employment that you can build on. And so those are things to explore as well. And I think Tom Advanced Vermont has great, great resources for that as well. Thank you. Um, Regional just, Technical Center. Thank you, Ruth. As we um, close out the hour, I have one more question. We're gonna get concrete here. Um, what is one, um, education training program that you are really excited about, that you've heard about, that you've learned about um, as panelists, um, that, that really it, it, you're just super excited about for um, opportunity.
Do we have to pick one? Yes. Because uh, we could be here a long time, given all these uh, opportunities. We're, we're, we're going. We're, we're ending with what? What is one that pops into your head? That uh, you know, for me, it, had I known in high school that I could earn money and learn at the same time, I would do it. So there's all sorts of. That's an apprenticeship, right? So apprenticeship programs are incredible, and uh, so there's all sorts of different you know careers that you go into. But essentially, how it works that you get hooked up with an employer, you get hired, you then they pay you while you're taking education and training courses, getting on the job experience. This is what Lily's doing right now. Um, at the end of it, you have, you know, certifications, licensure, you know, the whole nine yards um, in your, you know, in your back pocket, you're hitting the career um, and you've got a job because remember they hired you, they hired you and they're training you and you get to stay with them and have a career as long as you want. So apprenticeship, hands down for me. I'll give another uh, little shout out to Vermont Works for Women. Um, again, they have programs for middle school students, high school students, um, and post-graduation, uh, all ages of adults. And I think the best thing about that is that especially if you're someone who really doesn't know what you want to be doing, you walk into that classroom and every single person, every single person in that room is going, maybe I want to try this. This could be neat. I could maybe see everyone is in a very similar spot of like just giving it a shot and seeing if it sticks. And so being in a room full of people that all feel very similarly about like, this is neat. Maybe I want to try it. Maybe not has been super helpful. Everyone is super kind. Um, and just finding those training programs that are specifically geared toward just give it a shot, see what happens puts you in such a better space to really just be able to relax and enjoy it and really see uh, what you can enjoy doing. Yeah, I'm not going to pick one. Um, I'm just, I'm going to have to say anything that can be completed quickly and that translates into, uh, you know, uh, employment. And so I would just love to plug, you know, the reason we're all here are because of the school counselors. And the school counselors are really an important bridge between where you're at now and all the opportunities that exist for you uh, post-graduation. So please do reach out to your school counselors and ask them you know, if, if you missed any of this stuff and what some next steps might be, and they'll connect you with any one of us. I'm gonna say a couple of opportunities I like. I think the opportunity to earn your emergency medical technician certification if you're um, doing that good paying jobs that then can continue on to a variety of other healthcare careers, either onto paramedicine or onto other healthcare opportunities. And um, it's not an easy credential, but the programs that prepare students for them are, are very good. So that's one opportunity. And I think to go back to Tom and apprenticeship, when I, I asked, so I have a colleague who worked with for years, who's a plumbing instructor at the Center for Technology Ethics, and I reached out to him for current wage data. And, you know, he said that his students who go on to registered apprenticeship and plumbing may start between $16 and $20 an hour, but over four years, that increases to up to $27 an hour. And then it's it scaffolded, right? So you, each year you make more money, you learn new skills. And after that four year, when you're a journey level plumber, you can go on then to become a master plumber, more pay, you can go on from there. And by the time you're done, many plumbers are making over $100,000 a year. So just explore those opportunities. I think we don't think about those as often as we should. You know, go ahead, Gavin. Um, I was just going to say, so we have two minutes left. And I was wondering if we could also... Um, um, talk about um, the financial aid available to, for these programs and for um, students um, looking for these training programs. Ruth did it right earlier when she said VSAC. VSAC is the place to go for this information and they help folks who are looking to get uh, any type of education and training from a degree to a certificate to, um, you know, to anything in between. And, and they are an incredible resource. A couple things just to say. First, there has never been a better time to be a student right now in terms of the financial aid opportunities that are available. You can go get education and training after high school, whatever form it is, in a way that is affordable in many, many, many cases. There is aid available for you, period, full stop. Example, 
if you want to go to CCV, whether it's even just to get a certificate or, or a degree, uh, you can go uh, for free if your household income is less than $75,000. That's half the state can go to CCV for tuition free. That's incredible. Uh, there are scholarships for people getting into the trades, getting into other specific um, in-demand careers. Sometimes it's a scholarship. Sometimes it's a, a forgivable loan if you uh, work in that field for a certain amount of time in Vermont uh, after you're completed the program. There are ways to, as were mentioned before, to actually get an employer to pay for your education. Go work in a hospital. There's all sorts of paths for you to get um, great training paid by them while you're working for them and, and learning part-time. Um, that's just a smattering of a few of the opportunities. Um, and then just the old standby, there's grants for college, and then there's there's grants for uh, what they call non-degree or uh, advancement grants, where you can go um, to cosmetology school, or you can go uh, a whole host of different places, uh, trying to get a certificate or some other kind of education. Um, it's incredible. Now's the time to do it. Thanks, Tom. Any other closing remarks before we sign off for the evening? I wanna say on behalf of um, the, the CVU community and, and the community beyond who have joined us tonight, we are so appreciative of all of this information and your expertise. It was, it was so comprehensive. And um, again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us all. We really appreciate all of your expertise and information and we will uh, be reaching out again as we um, talk to our students. And um, I know they'll wanna connect with um, you know, your organizations and. And um, I'm excited about all the opportunity that's available to them. So thanks so much for joining us tonight. One last shout out. I want to shout out to uh, Gary Lambert, our IT person. He shows up every time and he helps us uh, get set up. And, and he's always behind the scenes and he doesn't come on. But I want to say thank you, Gary. Mm -hmm.